Okay, so um, first question, easy one. Um, over this lockdown period, can you just talk us through what some of the biggest challenges have been for the church and then maybe a little bit for the challenges that you two have faced as well in this season? Yeah, I think, um, you know, church by its nature is kind of like a gathered, it's a gathered group of people, isn't it? And um, everything that defines us as a church is who we are in our gathered environments. And obviously that's all changed. That's, you know, we've not been able to gather. And that's, that's been super, I think that's been super challenging on, on a number of levels. I think when we, um, you know, where, just before the Prime Minister um, announced, you know, the UK lockdown, as a, um, I remember as a staff team, Pete, we, we gathered together on our usual Tuesday morning and um, we'd already made the decision that we were going to shut services down. Um, and then obviously the announcement came a bit later. And I, I just remember in that moment, there was like a real, like a Holy Spirit moment came upon us as a staff team. And we were, it was kind of an invitation from God to grieve and lament the reality that we couldn't be together. And I think that, that was really precious but important to, for us to do that, that, that actually, did, you know, people get excited about church being online, but actually I think it sucks. I think it sucks <laughs> that we cannot be together. Um, and, um, and I think there is a sense of lament and grief uh, in, in what we're going through. So I think that, that, that was the first challenge, definitely just trying to grieve, grieve the process. Yeah. And I guess it was just the case of trying to get, the balance right between the safety and well-being you know of the staff and everyone that gives their time to volunteer in that um but also that kind of loss of wanting to continue to be a church that serves the community so there was lots to kind of work through and i even think maybe this far on we're still working that out because um so much changes on like a weekly if not bi-weekly basis so yeah i think it's been really difficult and yeah i get and i, I guess i guess the, the other reality that dawned on us earlier on is that we've never led a church in a pandemic um and and so i'm aware that we can make decisions as leaders and as a team of leaders um where some people are going to be elated by those decisions and some people are going to be really saddened by those decisions, um, which, which you could say is leadership. Um, that's what leadership is like. I just think it's, it feels, that feels more challenging in, in a pandemic like this. And as I say, none of us have ever led a church in a pandemic. No, no one's written a book about it yet. Well, they might've done by now, but, um, um, you know, um, you know, so no one really knows what they're doing. That it feels like the playing field is levelled across the church as as we re respond to this, and and I think um, that just makes decision making feel a lot harder um, because you kind of you have this overwhelming sense of like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, <laughs> and people are happy to let you know. Um, <laughs> Um, we don't mind. We don't mind. Um, but you know, yeah. there is that there is that kind kind of tension. So yeah, I think that that's been that's been challenging. Yeah, and I think um, just 
what we you know <laughs> we uh refer to as the missing for us it's like you know there's groups of people we see we see staff and we see you know that people are connecting um online to some of the groups but there are people missing there are people that just don't relate in this season to everything that's going on and just that thought that that we we have no idea really if they're connecting with someone if someone's connecting with them and and that's been really that's that's really heartfelt because you know we're quite a large church so it's in the hundreds you know it's a couple of hundred people um and just trying to between you know handfuls of people reach out to some of those and just to connect sometimes we hear back sometimes we don't and you know my my heart is always just for the people and so the missing i think um, i found really difficult yeah yeah i think as Tommy says you know across all our sites we think out of the 600 or so people that call central vineyard home at least 200 we're not sure have connected on any any level which is just which is a real challenge and and, and, and quite heartbreaking really just to think you know some of those people could go miss completely um uh, and and so we're yeah we're trying to do our best to just try and make sure someone gets a phone call or is connected somehow uh in in some way i think i think a personal challenge would be just the daily roller coaster of emotions um and and who knew you could feel that many emotions in one day you know you just that sense of like um, utter despair, uh, right through to feeling hopeful, um, to feeling completely depressed. You know, I just, I just think there's such a roller coaster of emotions, and and particularly moments like this. You know, once a month we gather on Zoom as a whole church, and seeing everybody's faces, it's kind of like there's this joy, but also this sadness that actually we're not in the same physicality. We're not gathering together as we normally would, and so. Yeah, that that has an emotional toll. I, I, you know, I, um, we, Tammy and I celebrated 20 years of ministry this year, uh, which is hard to believe because we don't look old enough. But, um, <laughs> great hair, um, <laughs> you know, I don't think I've ever had a Sunday in 20 years of ministry where I've come to the end of it and think, was that worth it? Is that really making a difference? And, and, you know, some Sundays, I close my laptop, which is just weird, isn't it? That's how you do church. You finish church by closing your laptop. And, and I think some Sundays I felt like, is that, was that worth it? Did it really make a difference? Was, were, you know, it, was there any significance to that? In, in all of the noise that's going on um, across the internet, um, was that little platform that we created worth anything? And, and that, that's quite challenging, I think, is that suddenly the, the ground rules for ministry uh, has, has changed so um yeah that's yeah. on a personal level and i think yeah i just find sundays like this really tricky just because seeing everyone's faces and i'm just like filled with uh love again but personally homeschooling um i didn't sign up ever to be uh, a teacher and so i think that's been the balance of 
everyone, I guess everyone who's homeschooling right now, and that's a huge chunk of our church, may also be working as well um, and trying to work out how to homeschool, how to work. And, you know, for me, alongside the church, one of my one of the biggest things for me is that um, I really want to take care of my family well. And there's so much conflict of that in this season and it it we ended up I think we ended up getting to the point because it was so hard the balance we kind of had to readdress it you know we had to have conversations with the girls about what it is they wanted to achieve on a daily basis and how we could work that out as a family you know I've always had a really really high regard for the teaching profession because um you know I never did never did well at school I was never able to to get on that way and so I've always really appreciated what they've offered and in this season even more so because I imagine teachers even in our midst are teaching and they're also trying to do this with their family too um, and so there's all those things that are conflicting and I think it's led us to have days that are just lots of tears um, not just from us from the children as well um, but also lots of hugs you know and um, yeah so it, it's all those things <laughs> and mm. we're still even trying to work that out and really kind of on a downward platform <laughs> to the summer holidays hoping that um our children will have learned something um towards their education <laughs> ba year. basically our kids have gone feral yeah um, so, no they they wash like three times a week yeah you know and uh so, we hope they can remember how to write but no <laughs> yeah so yeah, I guess they I guess they've probably it. enough challenges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was just, I was listening to a just before I move on, I was listening to a podcast the other day by um with um John Tyson in New York and it was recorded right at the beginning of lockdown and in it it was really interesting to go back and listen to what he had to say at the beginning of something now we're like four months on. And one of the things that really struck you know, struck me was how he said exactly what you said, Steve, you know. This is, and we heard it a lot, this is an unprecedented time, and that can be overused, but it genuinely is, you know, for the church especially. No one, you know, when was the last plague, you know, beginning of the 1900s? Yeah. Um, yeah. Someone's going to correct me on that, if you, but we've <laughs> never been in a plague. No. Or a pandemic, or whatever you want to call it, you know, and, um, and he, just, he just said, look, we've never done this before. Yeah. But this didn't surprise God. God knew this was coming and God put leaders and people in place, all of us in place now because he knew that we could deal with it because he knew this was coming mm. and we are equipped to deal with it. Um, and so that was just really encouraging, encouraging you know, as, as hard as it is sometimes to do things and to, you know, to do whatever we're doing, whether it be teaching our kids or stuff, God knew that this was coming and God put things in place to yeah. um, help us get through. So that was just really encouraging. Mm. Anyway. Um, okay. So, as we've mentioned, some of the restrictions are going to be lifted um, soon. Is there, have you been thinking about, or is there any chance that some groups could meet physically over the summer in some degree? Yeah, I think, um, I think what this, this season has revealed is that our connection to other people is, is vital. Um, and I think probably before COVID, the majority of us probably took that for granted took that for granted 
Um, I think I think I said early on in one of my Friday emails, which I wish I'd never started now because I'm going <laughs> to keep up. Um, but I think I said early on that community, um, you know, our sense of community and connection. Yes, we all have. You know, we talk about having a God-shaped hole, but we also have a human-shaped hole in inside of us as well. And and so, you know, the current advice across the UK is that groups of six people can meet um, from different households outside at a two meter distance you know so we know that that's the ground rules um, and I think I think there's a see there's an opportunity in this season for us to kind of learn what it means to to be people who have relationships again um, for so long, it's kind of felt like it's been the church's job to provide us with a sense of community and social interaction. Um, and, and what we've done is to try and answer that, we've put a program in place. You know, we, we create programs so that we can have community. Um, and I, I, just, I just wonder if in a season like this, what would it look like for us on an individual level to take responsibility back? um for for our connection to others and, and so i guess um that's a long way of saying that maybe there is an opportunity for you as an individual to organize your own moments of connection with others um but, but it that it doesn't take the church to do that for you if that makes sense um but actually we can all make contact with six of the people and say, hey, why don't we go and hang out? Why don't we go and do something together in line with the, uh, the restrictions that are in place? Uh, and of course, there are people in different predicaments. You know, some people are still shielding um, and they're going to have to do that uh, until the end of July, at least, I believe. Um, but yeah, I just, I just wonder if, if that, that is the case. I wonder if um people could choose in this moment to create community for themselves with their fellow believers people that they rub shoulders with on a sunday morning or whatever without the church being the provider of the religious goods and services um maybe, maybe that is the case yeah and i think maybe there's opportunity out there there are you know that some of the government guidelines say um you know if you're on your own you can create a bubble with someone else who's who's on their own maybe as a family you know you know someone who's on their own and you could you know just ring them up and invite them in do they want to create a bubble you know not don't be offended if they don't want to but it's like that there are opportunities for us as people to be the church without the label of the church if that makes sense <clears throat> and so I think I think particularly as we go into the summer, you know, if people want to, if people want to get in groups of six and hang out and maintain the rules, that's the important thing. Um, then we we'd really love you to encourage you to do that. It it means you need to go onto Church Suite and look up those people's contacts, and you can drop them a line and just uh, get connected in in that way. But we would love, wouldn't it be great if we came out of lockdown? <laughs> And instead of trying to convince everybody to sign up to a small group <laughs> is that everybody's built this network of relationships that they just want to carry on uh, the, the other side, the other side of this. So I think, I think, I think if, if people want to do that over the smack, great, that'd be wonderful.
Cool. Okay, so what about Sundays? Will, have you got any thoughts on, well, hopefully Sundays will start again, <laughs> meeting up. Um, and have you had any guidance through maybe on how many numbers can meet up yet or any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, I think this is the million dollar question, isn't it? I think this is probably the question that came back the most. Um, government guidance still isn't clear for churches or places of worship. Uh, I know the Prime Minister said something this week, but um, there was a comma after the word 30 uh, or <laughs> weddings. Um, so it's still not sure. We're still not sure. Uh, what we can assume is any lifting of uh, restrictions means we're not returning to normal um, that quickly. Um, so it has been suggested that churches may be able to come back together with a restricted number. That number could be 30. We don't know because the government haven't confirmed that. Um, but it would mean a number of, of things. Um, it might mean that we have to create environments where people have to pre-book uh, to come to church sounds fun um, uh, there'll be no singing or shouting apparently um, uh, the, the, there'll need to be the use of face masks um, uh, there'll be no serving of refreshments uh, which means no coffee and donuts which is yeah. a vineyard it is our staple um, uh, no kids ministry and we will need to continue to social distance um, and so the problem with all of that for me is that doesn't feel like church. Um, that feels like a group of 30 people awkwardly together in a room. Um, and the truth is, um, right now, with the guidance that we have, we are not rushing back for the sake of it. I just I think that um, when we come together as the church, uh, when things change again for me it needs to resemble a family reunion and actually in the current state um that that wouldn't be a reunion and there's still people who are going to need to shield and there are still people who would be in fear because although the virus is receding it's still in great number and so I, we recognise that there are so many people in different places. There are so many people who are, who are just actually not ready um, for that inevitable to, to happen. And, and for me, it needs to feel like we're having a reunion. So, you know, the truth is we're not looking to rush back for the sake of it. Because if the limit had to just be 30, we don't know. Um, it means in Northampton alone, we'd have to do maybe six or seven services. <laughs> um, and, you know, we, we wouldn't want to put that pressure on our volunteers and our teams um, to run some kind of raffle system as to whether you could show up or not. Um, and the complications of, of that. And I think it would even still be true for our locations that have a smaller number than Northampton. Some of them would still have to do multiple services with the social distancing in place. But we're, some of our other locations are also at the mercy of building hire. Um, and with, so we know a lot with some vineyard churches, they've already been told 
by schools not to expect to be in that space for the remainder of the year. And so there could be some technicalities with that as well. So it doesn't feel like a, a positive yeah. re-entry yet. Yeah, so I, I, I think, you know, just painting that picture, that's one way that we could come back together. Um, for us, that doesn't feel like a, a feasible option. Um, and so we, we do feel, at least in the short term, uh, whilst things are still a little bit unknown, that we're probably going to continue as we are across all of our locations. Um, there, there is a possibility after the summer that maybe more groups of people uh, can, can gather together in homes and gardens, um, which could mean maybe on a Sunday, I don't know, we, we plant 30 house churches. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. You know, there's just so many variables. We're not completely sure what that looks like. Um, but, you know, I think as, as Tammy said, when we do regather, we want it to be fully us. Uh, we want people to really uh, experience what it means to come and be part of Central Vineyard. We want new people to feel welcomed. We want to be able to sit with people and talk with people. We want to be able to lay hands on people and minister to one another. We, we want to be fully us. Um, and... And in order to be fully us, it may look like we need to hold back a little longer. Um, and, and the other reality is, is, you know what? Do any of us want to be the church at the source of a another peak? <laughs> um, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure that's, that's the kind of press coverage any of us want. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I think holding back is actually the best thing that we can do um if if you don't agree maybe you should just pray for more wisdom because <laughs> um, uh, apparently if you pray that god gives us wisdom we we will get it so um, um but you know i think there is there is a time for us to hold back just a little bit longer um and i, I think i think that means that um as we step into a post-lockdown reality is that we're probably we're going to saddle a couple of different realities i think there's there's the kind of option that we might be able to meet in homes and do like a house church thing um there's there's the possibility that um restrictions might go a bit wider and we could meet again on a sunday but in all of that we probably we're probably going to have to maintain some sort of online presence as well mm. Uh, I know, I know. There's a there's a question like that, isn't there, about about that? But we're going to have to have some sort of um, online presence and main, maintain that as well. So, okay, cool. Um, so, the last question: um, Do you want to talk briefly about some of the opportunities touched on um, the continuing of online church, even when we're meeting? Do you want to maybe? Talk about that and other opportunities that you can see on the other side, whenever the other side is. Yeah, I, you know, I'll be honest with you, I've really wrestled with online church. Um, I think, you know, we all had to pivot really quickly um, when, when this all kicked in and none of us had done anything in front of a camera and we all felt really awkward and, you know, <laughs> still feel completely <laughs> awkward, you know, um, 
And so there's an element of this that I really hate, mm. you know, and talking to a camera with no kind of interaction or feedback is so different to preaching on a Sunday morning where all the Pentecostals in the room are giving you an amen and, um, you know, and, you know, certain people are looking asleep, you know, all, all those, <laughs> those sorts of things that the reality is, is that, um, doing doing the online stuff has been has been a real steep learning curve um for, for all of us um but we do recognize that that's opened a a platform yeah. that we've never never had before um you know i think every every time we put something out online we get interaction with a whole bunch of people that we've we've never connected for and probably never will connect with uh, in a in a physical physical location it's been wonderful to have like people like um andrew and sandra panting who are very much part of our church family but they live in greece um at least for a big portion of the year and just just for those guys to be able to be included uh in, in what we're doing um it's just it's just been a, a wonderful opportunity so I, I do think that whatever the outcome is and however we might express ourselves as a church coming out of this, there's probably an arena where we need to do something online uh, as well. Um, I don't want what we do online to substitute. You know, I don't want it to be like, Oh, I didn't get up on time. I'll just watch it online in my pants, you know, (laughs) Um, um, we, we don't want people to make that decision. But we do think the platform can increase if we we stay online um, going going forward. So I think I think that 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 that's a probably a big opportunity. I think, yeah. And I think the other opportunity I, I said it in my email on Friday that actually it does feel like this is a rebooting moment. I was chatting to some local church leaders in Northampton, and you know we just that shared that imagery of rebooting and just so happens we're in a town that is famous for making boots and shoes you know and what does it look like for us uh, as a church in Northampton and Northamptonshire uh, to to reboot and I think um, I think there's an opportunity to again reboot around community uh, how we understand our need for connection to others um, as I say you know if church is primarily about our connection to one another it's a it's about family um do we go back to just defaulting to the program being the thing that provides our sense of connection or are there some more organic opportunities for us to feel connected uh, to one another Um, yeah i think i think this is like a huge opportunity um for many of us in this season the pace of our life would have changed some for the better some for the worse you know it, there's been moments of difficulty but i think the one thing that this season has revealed is that that continued hurried pace of life actually just makes very little difference in the world you know when i think about some of our our days and our evenings particularly uh, running children around and being part of this club and that club it's there has been a little bit of loss but actually the slowed down pace of life has really changed all of us and it's revealed in us that you know that perhaps isn't the way we would have chose to live if we stopped to think about it for a moment 
Um, and I think that will be the same for all of us. We'll have discovered this new pace of life and, and I think a new rule for life, a new rule for life to come in the season that isn't just about continually running. And I think for some people, it will be a real heart change. They'll have had a moment to think about all the things they've held back on um, for years. Well, that's my hope, is that people who have had dreams will have taken a moment to think about why they haven't lived in that dream, why they haven't set goals to attain the things that they really see on their heart, the things that God has literally made them to do and to be. Um, and I just think there's an opportunity in that to think about why they shouldn't do what God's called them to do. Um, and I just really encourage people even now to begin, if they haven't thought about the dreams that God's put in their heart, to just to even begin that journey and to think, as as life begins to change again what is it that god's really called me to do this is a moment to reset to set new rules in life where we can really achieve the things that god has called us to to do yeah and i think and that that's the nature of rebooting isn't it you know that i i'm, I'm sure that as tammy says there's there's many of us who have carried dreams in our hearts or we've we there's things that we think i really want to change that but we haven't you know for whatever reason we haven't we haven't pursued the dream we haven't addressed those areas of change that we want to see happen and i just think coming out the, the other side of something like this there's an opportunity why hold back you know why hold back in this next season what have, what have we got to lose maybe it is time to just pursue those things that god has spoken to us in the in the quiet places maybe it is time to just think you know what those old habits i'm just gonna put i'm gonna put them to death um, i'm just gonna i'm gonna choose to reorientate my life fr from now on because actually a moment like this is probably a once in a lifetime opportunity hope. <laughs> <laughs> i hope anyway I, I read somewhere that something like this happens there like every once every hundred years you know um so this could be our moment um to really re reconsider even the trajectory of our lives where, where are we going what are we heading towards um you know for some of you that might be a a sense of call to mission uh, it might be a, a sense of call to church planting or stepping into leadership or starting your own business what, whatever it might be uh, that brings life and transformation to to the community uh, that God has called mm -hmm. you to be in and I think it's now is the time not to hold back you know not to be British um, in this season but actually let's lean into the dreams of our hearts and and see what happens. I think that I think that's a wonderful opportunity, um, and we're really looking forward to that. Great. We have no more questions, so yeah. time for lunch. Yeah, <laughs> well, it is. Yeah, and I think Almost. I think obviously we we just miss you all so much. You know, we miss we do miss that environment. We do miss. Um, even sometimes when it feels really hard and you spent an hour arguing with the kids before you turn up on a Sunday morning and you've done this and you've done that and you want to pull your hair out. You know, we miss 
um, coming and meeting and, and just being together to worship our Lord. You know, it's, it's just one of the most amazing things. And um, we do really look forward to those days again. Um, and, and we look forward to seeing the transformation. We assume as this time goes on, we kind of thought that we might miss lots of announcements and we'll turn up and they'll be like, 10 new babies at church or something you know all those things <laughs> that are being created in this time yeah. um but until then i guess we're just at home eating biscuits <laughs> drinking cuppers <laughs> i think it, i think it's important to know as well that the, the church isn't the church isn't closed oh, there's so um, much going on there's so much happening there's so much taking place you know um we're feeding um hundreds of people each month through the food bank and you know, grow, grow baby has restarted. I think, you know, we've had over, um, 30 or 40 referrals in two weeks. You know, I think that the reality is, is the church is still very much alive and active. Um, and, and this season is a, is, is a season of interruption. It is a season where we can't be all that we're meant to be or express ourselves in all the ways that we want to express ourselves but we're still very much alive and active. Yeah. You know, we've baptized people online. That's we've, fun. we're doing alpha courses online. We're seeing uh, people's lives still transformed and being impacted. We're still connecting with new people all the time. God's speaking and, and, and doing things prophetically in our midst, you know, so the, yeah. the church is very much alive and active. Um, but we are looking to that day where we we can be together yeah. again and we can gather together yeah. again and, and and maybe when we make that choice to gather again we will do it with a whole different perception of what we're doing yeah. you know it won't be this duty on a sunday morning oh, i need to go to church but it'll be like i just long to be with god's people i long to worship him with my brothers and sisters side by side that it, it, it kind of feels like, you know, the air will smell differently <laughs> on the other side um, when we get to that place where we can we can be together again. Yeah. So, so I think, yeah, just in this time, you know, uh, go look on the social media accounts on the website, support Restore as much as you can in this season. There are appeals going on just be you in your neighborhood reach out to continue to reach out to your neighbors and your friends and serve them in in any way the lord asks you and just know that we pray for you we have a bit you know we have a wider connection across the uk with some churches and we know it's it's not just us praying for you in this season we've got friends who pray for us and the church um, across the country um, and who are always excited to hear the news of things going on. So thank you. Thank you for joining us this morning. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely love it.